today we're doing something very fluffy, very fun, given the weather, the lovely, lovely weather that we're having. It's, you know, fitting to do something very calming. And I've just realized that I just started right into it. Never mind. I was pro- I forgot to say, welcome back. Anyways, <laughs> drum roll, please. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Anidhi. Woo! <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Anidhi. Unfortunately, I am Banvi. And this is Anika. Just like, and let's just pretend we didn't already mess up the intro yet again. <laughs> it's such a basic intro. Like, there's no way it could be simpler. And we still yeah. have every time. This is like, what, episode 15? Something about that around episode Yeah. 15. How are yeah. we still so bad? <laughs> <laughs> it's a talent at this point, honestly. Uh, yeah, um, but not one that I'm proud of, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm to be fair, I don't think I have any talents I could be proud of. So this is if this is all we have, this is what we take. Yeah, we, something's we better than nothing, I guess. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we deal sorry. With it. Yeah. We walk with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as you know, sorry, my brain blanked. <laughs> Of yeah, so we're having just wonderful weather. It's a day. It's yes. a day. Uh, yeah. It's a day. I have just in case we post this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just in case we post this on a day that's like 50 degrees Celsius outside. Um, I mean, it's kind of unlikely the end from of now. July, so it's raining. It's raining really nicely. So yeah. It's very unlikely for it to get hotter now, though. It's the most will be like five degrees up. It really. gets humid. It gets humid in like August, September. Yeah. No. At least yeah. I don't remember it to be humid. Last year it wasn't humid. It only gets but your memory gets pleasant shit, in like end okay. October. So. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Sunday. Wait, what? <laughs> no, huh? I don't. Your memory is shit. Yeah, my perception of weather is horrible. Like, if it's very hot, I'll be wearing hoodies. Um, but yeah, mm. I, so I, yeah. I probably am not a good judge of so whether or not it's humid. So I, I, I am the only reliable person here. Rely on me, children. <laughs> Lovely. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, given the weather right now, at least at the time of recording, it's very nice outside. It's been raining a lot and it's very cozy. And so it's very fitting for us to do something very comfy and cozy, right? Such as the stages of decomposition. Stinky ass death. No, you didn't need that, to stop that's calling the episode it that. That's not stinky the, no, ass it's death. Not, it's not. Stinky ass death. It's not. Because that's literally like such a small part of it. What do you mean stinky ass death? Stinky ass death is the best part of it. Like figuring out how much a body is decomposed, looking at the ass and smelling it. Like I love it. Stinky you don't smell it. You measure the temperature, dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you smell it. If it it's smells like shit, it's probably really old. Just saying. Putting Just letting out. you guys know. Professional when I explain, advice. When I, I am explain, a professional forensic scientist. I give when up. I ex- you don't know what you're talking I about. Just, I give up. This is. <laughs> when I explained it to her, what the, the potential idea for this topic. Right? I told her that you can 
measure the death at the time of death using somebody's butthole, right? And this dummy, right? I told her the entirety of the stage's <laughs> decomposition thing, and she's like, "Hmm, stinky ass death," and that's all she's been trying to remind me of, like stinky ass death recording. So here we are. We're not calling it that, although that is a part of it. So bold of you to assume I'm not gonna post that. Bold of you to assume I'll let you post that. I post it again if you take it down. You're making everything a shit show now. Is <laughs> what Sunidhi's mother told her when she was born. I don't know. I'm going after Sunidhi. I'm really sorry, Babs. I don't know what it is. I'm here for it. I love Sunidhi bashing. Yeah, because it's not on you. That's why you'll enjoy it. But like, yeah. Given the connection of Discord, I can't fully hear everything that we're saying. It's like we overlap. <laughs> so now I'm gonna. It's gonna be super fun editing this. When I'm gonna be like. Huh? Why did she say what? that? Huh? <laughs> that bitch. This yeah. bitch. <laughs> Fucking can't. Also, um, before <laughs> before we begin, I have a whiteboard in front of me, and in fully like capital letters, I have written "Be a bitch to Sunidhi" in the next episode. So I will yeah, mute your entire part. I will mute your entire part. I have more power than you. I bring so much flavor here. You will, you will be left with nothing. <laughs> stinky ass death. I will literally bleep stinky ass death every time so that no one will ever know. <laughs> wow, what a sailor's mouth you got. Anyways, so <laughs> let's just start this off. That's oddly. What is going on? I blame Anika oh. for this. She, she's angering me. She's making me angry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop now. That's just um, That's oh. You are a sussy baka. Anyways, so no. no. Please <laughs> God no. <laughs> no, we do not. Oh no, not the sussy baka. No, no. Uh, no, 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 Sunidhi, no. We don't do that. Please, God, no. What, how's your plan for shitting on Sunidhi? How's your plan going? Listen here, you little fucker. <laughs> no. <laughs> you decide to attack me. No. You decide to attack me. I blame no. this on you. This is your fault. This is the consequences of your actions. And you want to know what else is the consequences of somebody's actions? The stages of decomposition. Time so. the fucking lord. Okay, go on. Please. <laughs> so, technically, there are eight stages of death. But the first four, the ones that have the word mortis in them, can be clubbed together into one whole stage. So, this is mainly because they all are, like, in some way interlinked with one another. And they have, like, a relatively... Like, they're within the same, like, time span, you could say. Like, within, like, a few days or so, they occur. And then after that, the rest of the stages happen like over much more prolonged periods of time, like a few more days, a few weeks, even a month. So yeah, I'll get into those later. So all of these sound like some weird spell or incantation, which is why you know I like call like using the proper names and stuff. But the first four stages of death are number one, pallor mortis or pallor mortis, and this stands for paleness of death. So of course this is all in like Latin. Oh. So, so Anika, uh, <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. I 
I have a very beautiful bronze complexion. Shut <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was yeah. researching, when I was researching, I was like, what does pallor mean? And the first thing I showed up like is anemia and just deathly paleness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My point still okay. stands. If yes. anything, it's a strong. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So palomortis uh, is the very first stage of death and it takes place about 15 to 30 minutes after the heart has stopped pumping. Of course this is under normal circumstances. Due to the lack of capillary circulation, the skin seems to be drained of its color, which is seen far more prominently in bodies of lighter skin color. And thanks to good old gravity. So not me. Huh? <laughs> so not me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, thanks to good old gravity, the blood ends up settling in the lowest parts of the body, and that leads to liver borders. The ass. But I'll get the ass. If it's on the back, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not every time. Unless you got a really big butt, then it goes to like the. I'm I'm just moving on. Okay. So okay. the next one is <laughs> algor mortis, and this stands for coldness of death, or also known as thunder. So <laughs> now. <laughs> if you're listening to this, chances are you have warm blood. Uh but if you don't have warm blood then um well this is how us warm bloods essentially die. So as humans since we're warm blooded, it gives us the opportunity to control our internal temperature. Now before you think that, oh my god, how do I unlock this feature? It mean basically it means like you can alter your internal temperature by drinking certain drinks and certain foods, you know, your fight or flight instinct, getting aroused, stuff like that. So, but when oh. you're dead, you can't really getting do that. Getting aroused. Getting aroused. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you guys are nice. children. That's children. Interest. Really crazy. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Please tell me more about this. <laughs> about yeah. getting aroused. We like. Yeah. We like. In another we episode. Never <laughs> I've never experienced it. Might as well live vicariously through this account. <laughs> Y'all are children. Shots fired. Anyways. Shots fired. Uh but when we're dead we can't really do this right uh but however after death our body does still change its temperature but by reaching equilibrium with the surrounding temperature and this whole thing is called al- algor mortis and it begins about 30 minutes to an hour after death it depends entirely on the type of thermal conductors covering the body and the thermal change in the environment so for example somebody who is wearing you know um uh, woolen clothes in the middle of summer then that will affect things differently to somebody who's wearing a bathing suit in winter right dead bodies sorry dead bodies wearing that now you're probably thinking oh sunidhi but why is it called coldness of death thank you for asking now that's because our bodies have an internal temperature of roughly around 36 degrees celsius i'm not talking fahrenheit fuck you america so when we die it tends to dip from uh, that to equalize with the surroundings and usually these bodies are found in environments relatively colder than the body itself like a park in spring is most likely to be colder than our internal body But then that begs the question, what about hotter environments like deserts where the body temperature may even rise? Well, that's the thing. It doesn't really matter about whether the body temperature is rising or um decreasing. It just uh matters about like like with the body reaching equilibrium with the surrounding temperature. This is usually shown like with the graph oh. and on that graph it's um it's a temperature versus time graph. And on that graph, this entire stage uh eventually Uh, reaches to a point of thermal plateau, and that is that the entire stage of, like what algor mortis is. Wait, so um, if within this thing, say someone 
passes away in a desert okay so in the day they obviously like their body temperature might rise because it's very hot there but in the evening say when it dips to say 20 degrees or 15 degrees what happens mm-hmm. then then does it like fluctuate or does it stay constant so that's the thing um on its own algae mortis on its own isn't like a consistent thing because you have all the other stages coming in as well you have putrefaction you have decomposition the soft tissues are decomposing there's different mm-hmm. insects and scavengers stuff like that right so it's not going to be that case for a very long time but the point is that algae mortis occurs because there's not blood flowing there's um less oxygen in your body as well so that kind of and of course like none of the digestive shit is happening so everything's going to kind of come to a sort of like flat point now that's something like extremely like fluctuate a lot it's kind of like having like a block of ice in a warm room and then making that warm room cold again it just kind of reduces it but there is like a plateau point if that's that makes sense it's about the exchange of heat basically it's more about energy yeah that's that's the word heat energy most about that Now the third one is called rigor mortis. Now you've probably heard this one. It stands for the stiffness Everyone's of death. Heard it. <laughs> yeah. It's called stiffness of yeah. death. And that's because like rigor means like rigid or stiff in Latin. So, yeah. So rigor mortis, uh it begins after uh about like a day or so. Yeah, roughly around a day or so after death has occurred. And uh just for some context of what exactly happened. So Um this is molecules in our muscles called ATP mo- molecules ATP standing for adenosine triphosphate. Now these oh, molecules we, we, we studied about that in um like 10th grade bio I think. Like yeah. ATP yeah, is I think we had it in 9th or 10th. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now ATP molecules what they do is that they provide energy to the muscles in our body. The slow decline of oxygen to the muscles hinders the production of ATP molecules. right and what that results to is stiffness um now how that happens is there are these two muscle bands uh in our all our muscles called myosin and actin so mm. myosin actin cross bridges they're called um separate when they relax and contract when your muscles well contract now if you're hearing this part right now this means that we decided to upload an image of what i'm talking about it just makes it easier to understand but if we don't well you're not going to hear this then so anyways so these mus- muscle bands only relax when atp is supplied to them but since dead bodies have no oxygen supply atp molecules aren't produced and so these cross bridges slowly get into a state of constriction and that's why uh, you would see images online of people finding bodies like propped up, propping themselves up and such it usually isn't very extreme like someone's not someone who's like found flat on their back will suddenly sit right up and like all that but there is like a general rigidity and like most of the time they yeah. tend to be found like a sort of like fetal position because like all your muscles are kind of contracting so you're going to like curve into yourself in a way mhm and Go um ahead. basically weakened bodies Yeah, it is. What? Yeah, weekend, yeah. weekend at Bernie's. Have you seen? It's like it's a movie where they just kind of haul around a dead guy. Huh? Sneezy. Come it's on. It's fine. It's okay. Move on. It's chill. Yeah. I yeah. am uncultured. You are very uncultured. This is like weekend at Bernie's. Is I don't remember. Eighties, nineties, something like that. Old movie. It's funny oh. though. I think it was a sixties yeah. or seventies joint. I could be wrong. The 60s is really old. No, I think it's like 80s or 90s. Not that old. Yeah, it's 1989. Okay, cool. Oh, okay, damn. 
So the smaller muscles like the ones in your eyelids and your jaw and your neck will stiffen first, then the bigger muscles like the ones in your biceps, abdomen, thighs will stiffen later on, although rigor mortis overall hits the body at the same time. Now the fourth one, liver mortis. It's a very specific translation. It's called bluish color of death. That's what the translation is, which is so specific. But uh, clearly since a dead body doesn't have a pumping heart, all that blood was that was previously flowing through your body is now due to gravity flowing to the lowest parts of your body, as I said earlier in um, Palo Mortis. Now liver mortis sets in like 20 to 30 minutes after death, but it's only observable by the human eye two hours after death. And in the areas where the, where the blood collects um, makes this like sort of like bluish purplish color. And you know, that's why the name is bluish color of death. Now if the body is lying flat on its back and this like positioning of a body lying flat on its back is called supine position, then the blood will collect in the back of your torso, head, calves, thighs, etc. You know, you get the gist of it in the case of a body that has been... And the butt. I'm yes, sorry. the body. Yes, the butt. I really want this episode to be called Stinky Ass Death. We will get to that in a bit, don't worry. And in the case of like, you know, uh, a hanging body, the blood will pool at the fingertips, toe tips, earlobes, etc. Now that I've painted a very lovely picture for you, let's talk about the applications of all of these. So forensic specialists, they use essentially three variables, basically, to figure out the time of death, or at least the closest as, um, estimation of when the person had died. These factors are, number one, the time of examination of the body, so that means when it comes to the coroner and it's going to be examined, and uh, two, the post-mortem interval, or PMI, the interval from you know, the time of death to the time of examination of the body. So as in when the body had died, which is unknown, right, is the unknown factor here. And the time it takes from that point to get to the coroner. So that is the PMI. And then the third one is the assumed time of death, or as I will be calling it, the death window, which is much more fun to say. Oh yeah, uh, it, it sounds cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I mean, mostly it's called death window because it's like an estimate of like, this is the general area of where the type of the death occurring. So just to like give you an idea, like um, a proper understanding, like with an example of like what all these mean. Um, so say the time of examination of a diseased body is at say 10.29 a.m., right? And the post-mortem interval or PMI is the duration is six hours and nine minutes. Then the death window is at 4.20 a.m. And yes, I did the math just to do that. So, the now the application... Is that I am so confused now. One minute, like my brain process. Okay. So, let's say uh, there's like two points. Point A and point B. <laughs> point A is where the body is, right? Mm -hmm. And point B is the coroner's place. Now, yes. it can be however far apart. Now, point A, where the death happened, is let's say at 10 a.m. in the morning, Right? Yeah. We don't know about that time. Let's just say we do. Let's say we're God and we know that, yep, exactly, at 10 a.m. it happened. The process it mm -hmm. takes from that point to get to the corner uh, is, let's say, 10 hours, for example. Like, because that, that accommodates for, like, you know, the body being found, then being, like, covered, yeah, yeah. then mm -hmm. pictures and stuff, then paperwork, and then eventually getting to the corner. So it accommodates for a lot of things, right? And then um, the time of examination so meaning eventually gets to the corner so doing the math you can kind of roughly guess 
like how like where the death like the time of death where it happened ah okay okay Fair cool. enough. Nice. Um, yeah. Now for the application. Oh shoot! Okay, your example. I thought the person died at ten. I was like, then why is the death window at four? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the time yes, is actually glitching. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now the application of Palor Motors um, is very little. There's very little benefit from this one. Um, because this process is so sudden and immediately after death that it has zero use in determining the time of death unless the body is found moments after death then in that case the window of death would probably be, oh you know a moment ago which is very incriminating if that happens to you so maybe avoid that but of course if you find a body call the police but anyways the application of algor mortis is that it cannot be used on its own uh, to determine the time of death it but it does play like a pretty big role in determining the window of death so you get the difference here right you can't determine like yeah, the exact yeah. time but it gives you a rough idea of when it's happening because window of death here essentially means like mm-hmm. you know like if let's say the death happened exactly 10am then they can guess and say like okay it happened from you know 9am to 11am right there's that window basically and then from yeah. there on you can work the closest possible answer is the best one now an algorithmortis is where the stinky ass death comes in. So <laughs> <laughs> exciting. So there's this uh, thing called the Glaister equation, which is used to determine the number of hours since the moment of death using the temperature of your butthole as the main variable. And that's because nice. the the temperature in your butthole Kinky. doesn't vary a lot. It's the dead body. <laughs> dead body. <laughs> Kinky. So this, this episode no, no, no. is not looking no, no, no. well on Tanvi. Don't, don't don't shame people uh, who are into that. Uh, like for necrophilia? No, for necrophilia. Necrophilia of a b- man. Think something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This is a joke. Obviously. Sarcasm belt. That came across. I do not support necrophilia. You can put that on the record. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, the main reason why we use the butthole here in this thing is because the butthole, well, uh, how do I put it, is thick. It is thick, and here the temperature doesn't vary a lot uh, after death even. So while the rest of your body is trying to make, like you know equalize with the surrounding temperature, your butthole doesn't fluctuate as much. It's a fairly steady decline. So oh well, incline depending, but like most of the time it's a decline. Because again, algorithmotis, temperature equalizing plateau. Nice. Hope you remember oh. what I was referring to. Why Tanvi? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say something. <laughs> um, but like for the for your best like understanding, we will be putting this equation on our Instagram stories, and it will be on our highlights as well because it's pretty fun to look at. Well, it's not that fun. It just looks like. I'm not going to read it out loud. That's so <laughs> stupid like, to read it. It's equations. not that fun. It's not I that mean, fun. It's just numbers and it says rectal. You posted, but you know, sure. Yeah, it says <laughs> rectal. So that's why I'm like, okay. it's fun. But like as a childish way. Mm-hmm. Um, as so I'm not going to read way, it out yeah. loud. That's as a just, childish way. This, everything sounds so wrong. Can says the girl who said kinky to buttholes and death i didn't say as so. not you i i said stinky ass death please don't don't defame me like, like this. don't besmirch my name 
मिस्टर फ्यूचर एम्प्लॉयर और मिस फ्यूचर और एनी वन हुआ हायरिंग मी आई डोट इज आई डिड नॉट से दिस डियर एवरी वन हुवर बीन एन एम्प्लॉयर और विल एवर बी एन एम्प्लॉयर I don't associate with them. I have a podcast with them, but I don't associate with them. I'll just put everything you said before this little disclaimer. Just put it on distorted and amplified. <laughs> oh God, no! Stop using me as like episode base. <laughs> I will. I have nothing oh else God. to do. You are making this a shit show. <laughs> I need to salvage it somehow. <laughs> shit show. <laughs> Fucking child. Pinky ass death. <laughs> Can I hate you? Okay, sorry. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, sorry. Um Anyways, back to more fun stuff. That is math. So <laughs> Yeah, woohoo. <laughs> Let's go. Tanvi <laughs> Tanvi took that with no sarcasm. There was no sarcasm in those words. Or like I just hate math. <laughs> I mean, I don't have math anymore actually. That's I unfortunately still do. So I unfortunately we don't want to talk about this. Yeah. I unfortunately don't have. <laughs> so anyways, so the graph for this equation has a curve that follows the exponential decay curve, which if you don't know what that is, it is essentially it usually is used for radioactive substances. And radioactive substances substances your ass is radioactive. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hana honey go to sleep. Hello. Oh, uh, I might. I Only might silence can remedy her. Only silence can fix her. There's nothing else. I think she's too far gone. Your ass is radio. It's like, have you seen the Joe? Okay, no, I'm not even gonna. You know the thing is, the only thing I thought of was 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 somebody's butt just like evaporating. Oh, because decay. Yeah, no, we got that. Yeah, no, unfortunately. Hey, but in like Madam Curie's case, just. putting it out there hmm. <laughs> it would have actually been radioactive so i mean <laughs> anyways I'm so sorry, i'm not i'm not saying anything else now the exponential decay curve is usually used for radioactive substances now this specific type of graph it is a graph that relates the decay of an object with time using the number of particles it has as the main variable so the de- the decline of population which is basically the number of particles within that object can also be determined using this stuff um however for in- for like convenience and accuracy forensic specialists make this curve a much more linear function for like a much more broader range of values to determine the actual time of death so it just gives nice. you a rough estimate it doesn't give an accurate answer which is again just how we kind of have to work with this And this is probably more math than most of us signed up for. But yeah, just look at the equation. I will try and find a graph as well, so it can properly so register in your mind. Sunidhi will be taking weekly tests, and she will be sending. I am your stinky ass week. teacher. I am your stinky ass death yeah. teacher. Oh my god! Can we call the highlight that? Go for it, the stinky ass teacher. Mm. I love it. Okay, let's go. We have to make this a real for the beginning of that highlight, just so people get the reference. It's not just me being actually stinky. No, it's stinky ass teacher without any context. Yeah, though. that's the fun part. I smell nice. Don't do this to me. You know, you've been so mean to me since the lyric episode. I get it. I know why you are, but like, <laughs> no, that's a bad attitude. <laughs> The bad attitude, you fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> the bad. <laughs> um. So 
for context no. at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, we were Asuniti and I were talking at 1 a.m., which is the time where I have these beautiful ideas. Only Anika. And Only I asked Anika. her, can can we have like an episode on made up words? And she said she's never editing an episode that I do again because I come up with the worst <laughs> stuff. And then I told her she has a bad attitude, and that's the made up word of the day. Thank you. Proceed. <laughs> Thank you for your permission. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. For somebody who uses the words "baditude," I definitely, definitely appreciate this. Good, very good. Unfortunately, for factors such as drugs consumed prior prior to death, clothes covering the body, <laughs> y'all are fucking <laughs> children. Death, arousal, drugs. <laughs> How old are you? How old are you? That's classified. <laughs> Not telling. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my personal private business. <laughs> That has nothing to do yeah, with you or your mother or the horse both of you rode in on. <laughs> <laughs> That's for me to know and for me to find out. Exactly. Anyways, which drugs? Which drugs? So unfortunately, factors such as which drugs? Such uh, I'm just skipping over that point then. <laughs> Clothes covering the body, underlying illnesses, temperature change of the environment, and or the body, etc., can prevent accurate estimation of the time of death of the body. There's so many mortises. I'm half confused, but yes. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. No, it's there's okay. so many mortises. Yeah. yeah it's I'm. I'm just slow. It's more. okay. Let's continue. <laughs> there, there's. There's four mortises. There's four. Yes, that's a lot for me to remember. My poor continue. child. Okay. Now rigor mortis. This is basically the MVP when it comes to the which stages help in determining the details of death. Rigor mortis tells you what happened prior to death and if it was like stuff like. I feel like, like we should like give uh, rigor mortis a bit of a standing ovation, just like. Yeah. Yeah. Just a round of yes. applause. Woo! Yes. Yes, we support you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean exactly. Yeah, rigor mortis is very very helpful, and t- in terms of like, it tells you more about what happened rather than when it happened. So stuff like. You know, it, it tells you if there was a struggle, if the body was put in a small container prior to like where it was found, if it was an accident, and stuff like that. So, for example, um, let's say someone gets into a car accident, but for some reason there are doubts, doubts on what had happened to the body. So, thanks to rigor mortis, forensic specialists can kind of deduce that the body was uh, whether the body was involved in the car accident or not, depending on like how the body contorts, comparing it to how it was supposed to contort. If that makes sense. So if it's supposed to curve in a C shape, but it's found, you know, kind of like in a like a very like 90 degree angle type of body, then it's kind of confusing, right? Because that's not. You get what I mean. Anyway, so that's not how bodies are. Yes. Yeah. As at least like in this in the sense of like um in a head on collision with a car, that's not going to be the case. Chances are it's going to be like curving forwards. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um although rigor mortis is a good estimator of like the death window, it's referred to as a transient ev- evidence, meaning it can be altered which can make it less evidentiary. However, if in like some way it is preserved, then it's a great indicator. So it's like if you fuck around with it, <laughs> it's going to be very 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 much not helpful. Don't don't say that after the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Just had yeah. to minutes ago. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe choose different words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair. Um basically, uh if you mess around with the the position That's still bad. Don't There's be no Ted way. Bundy, kids. Don't There's... be Ted Bundy. Yeah, necrophilia um. ain't cool. And you know, it's like the graph with yeah. uh, when Shane Madey went 
don't serial kill. And there's just a graph showing how the number of serial killers yeah, serial killers reduced. Yeah. Is just decreased after that. Yeah, this happens with necrophilia. Yeah, exactly. Three girls, three girls from India just abruptly tell you. What can we you. say? We're just yeah, we're amazing. Yeah, we're yeah. helping the world in so See, many ways. See, Kira didn't have podcast. to like live. Yagami was just stupid. He should have started a podcast with two people. Mm-hmm. Oh, he could have co-hosted with Ryuk. And you know, with like two monthly listeners, that their podcast got, and he should have just said, "Don't serial kill," Guys, and um, everything would have been fine. This is Could- Death Note references for those who haven't watched oh, the yeah. show. If you haven't and you want to watch it, I'm just saying, someone dies. Someone dies after that. It's just really bad. Don't don't watch it yeah. after like the twenty something episode. It's re- I hmm. I'd say that yeah. after they get to college, like you can stop watching. It's fine. I mean that's still uh, it's tolerable. Anyways, yeah, let's continue. But we're, we're giving too many spoilers. Uh, <laughs> they get to college, guys. They get to college. I didn't even know that they were of college age until it happened. So no, he wasn't. Dude, he was in. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. What L. do you mean? I didn't know. Light was. I did not light. Sorry, I didn't know. L was of college. L was I it. Was. L was much older, but he could pass off as like. Uh, Ah, yeah. Okay, didn't know that. Have you all seen uh that stupid Instagram reel, which is like someone opens the death note and writes Candice. Ah, <laughs> oh yeah, and like <laughs> the audio, right? Just like uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't know the Candice reference, DM us. We'll tell yeah. you. I I don't know <laughs> to put it here. Future employers, I am not associated with this in any way. <laughs> they, Even though you did bring it up, yeah, they just message you being like, "Who's Candice Anaka?" <laughs> and you're just like, "Please take me in," but I'm so sorry for this. What I'm about to do. <laughs> Anyways, back to death. <laughs> so a death note? No, I'm no, sorry. please don't. There's so many better animes than that. So, fact yeah, is... No, Death Note is a pretty good anime. Until, see, once it gets bad, it gets really bad. But, like, the parts that are good are, like, I, I would say are pretty well written, except for the potato chip. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing the potato chip one. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. You have... You're not watching the animes I'm asking you to watch, okay? I haven't watched That's so. because you're telling me. I, and I refuse to watch it as well. It's just like it's like it's too soft for me. If that makes sense, oh, you know, no. I can't. I can't no, help no. it okay. if you're that like. This is gonna be something. the last episode of the podcast. This is essential. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I watch shit like Death Parade and Ergo Proxy and shit, chances of me watching something like Haikyuu is very unlikely. Well, this is awkward. I've watched Haikyuu now. Damn. It's either I have to watch trash See, shit or very traumatic shit. It's one or the other. I've given you fighty, fighty ones also. To be fair, Sunidhi's no watched words. all of um, Too Hot to Handle, so she's really not one to talk about taste. But, yeah. No, I literally <laughs> told, uh, no, I told you. I literally just said, though. Either it has to be trashy or traumatic. It has to be one or the other. And that was just trashy. Oh, the season two wasn't that bad. I didn't watch season one. Season one was trash. Like, actual trash. Like, not even good trash. Season two was, like, decent trash. It's like, you know, the, the 
un- really unhealthy junk food, but you still want to have it because it tastes good. That's what season two was. Season one was like really, really just unhealthy junk food that just did not taste nice. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So. Yeah, I also watched Never Ever Ever. Never have I ever. Never have I ever. Sorry, that was a dick You're you're sorry at the end of those. Never does anything. Just just saying. Never does anything. <laughs> I don't know why you even try to say sorry afterwards. No, because I feel like a piece of shit after saying that. So oh, she has a conscience. She has a conscience. Yeah. Everybody. No, Sunny. Who would have thunk? <laughs> the the sorry absolves her of the guilt if you think about it. But yeah, let's go. Yes, death. So. Factors like the surrounding temperature can speed up rigor mortis and have the inverse effect in cold temperatures, which can result in forensic specialists to scrap it to estimate the time of death. So it's either very, very helpful or very, very useless. And that's why they say, um, of course, like in a lot of families, um, whenever death occurs and they encounter the body, a lot of times they tend to weep over the body. And although it's understandable, all you can do is sympathize, what that tends to do is um, it changes the shape of the body if they especially move the body because mm. then it it makes it a little more dif- uh, difficult although it might seem like a minor change like shifting body a little bit because there's something there for evidence and stuff like that it's best to leave it to the specialist because the slightest change can have a butterfly effect and just ruin everything so just just step away you know if you see a dead body just call the police and step away do not touch anything because then you'll also be dragged into it but anyways, you know, uh, we're all like crime-fighting you know, geniuses here, of course. I had to kind of preface that. Um, the fourth one, and the applications of liver mortis, that is that if a body was moved, this will 100% help in confirming that. Liver mortis is most likely to tell you if a body has been moved and where it was found, what could have happened, stuff like that. Most of it is ten- uh, relies on deduction, of course, but again, this definitely indicates that. So yeah, say the body is found like on its stomach in the prone position, and but from a pro- postmortem analysis, it shows that the body was for the longest time laying on its back because of the way that the blood collects, right? Because remember, liver mortis is the blood pooling down to the lowest parts of the body. So if something's on its back for the longest time, for a few days, right? And eventually it's like moved around and placed in a certain position, then it's gonna show that, hey, this was at first laying on its back and then it was moved around. I have a stupid question. Does blood coagulate after this stage of death, whatever? If it doesn't coagulate, won't it just flow around to a different place? I don't know. I don't know how the body works. Does blood coagulate after death? Yeah, let's go. Liver mortis when blood settles to the lowest parts of the body. La 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 la. Okay. During this time, the body won't really bleed, plus blood clots and thickens after death. Yes! Okay, let's go. <laughs> so, blood co- coagulates in your ass if you, you know, are in that position. Sorry. Let's go. <laughs> Again, both of you add the sorry at the end. Like, you fucking do something with that. Like, it's just a waste of your energy. See, it's it's not for you. It's for myself. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, don't exactly be there. You didn't think of that earlier. <laughs> no, no, no. I said that it's so that I because I feel like shit otherwise. So yeah, I said that. Sunidhi, everything is not about you. Jesus, it's about us. Yeah. Otherwise, they won't be able to take the temperature of the Yeah, saw that one coming. Saw that one coming. 
then why will the blood coagulate won't it be like a bit of a mobius trip i don't know yeah it would it'd be great eventually like, or like blood like coming out of the butthole also like around sunidhi's neck or it'll coagulate around her neck it'll give her like a weird necklace a choker a blood choker ஆமாங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்க
Free speech, Suniti. In this country, ha, ha. See, we're not gonna get shat on for anything we said, but just because you said this country doesn't have free speech, wait, wait for the police to get you. Yeah, I do not. I do not. <laughs> the Indian, the Indian government individual. just is just listening yeah. to us on Duraswara wet. <laughs> I don't know why that's so it's funny to me. It's their favorite pastime. We're so famous and cool. Like they, they need to learn. From that's us. why, like seventy yeah. percent of our listeners from India is just our government. So, liver mortis begins roughly like 30 minutes after death, but it begins to intensify over time until eventually at around 12 hours, peak lividity is achieved where all the collected blood is fixed in its place and any application of pressure would not turn the skin white. So, this oh. is uh, this is in the case of like normal conditions of Have course. Have they thought little... about using fair and lovely? This is in the case of normal <laughs> conditions, of course. These little tests can oh, give no. forensic specialists great insight into approximating the window of death. I'm just not going to entertain you anymore. Sunizi is just like ignoring us now. We yeah, we're done. I'm just I'm will like peacefully just mute both of you and continue talking. Sunizi, I'm just going to point out for some reason my laptop mic isn't picking up half the stuff I'm saying like on Discord. So you're going to hear a lot of extra stinky ass death and like random comments when you're editing. Enjoy that. I mean it's better than you starting the recording 20 minutes. I started it 3 minutes early. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So all these four th- uh four stages so far that I've talked about all compile together into the f- actual like like I said earlier they're just like the initial stages and collectively they're called autolysis. Autolysis? I don't know. I think I just say autolysis. But collectively that's just what the whole thing is. It's the first actual stage of decomposition, right? that's been the majority of the episode just initial stages um stage 2 is when the bloating begins so this is when the enzymes begin to leak and you know since they have like no true direction of what to do and stuff like that no signals and stuff you know because brain dead so does this process uh does they begin to like react and stuff with bacteria and all that and produce a bunch of gases produce a bunch of like you know nasty things that's very technical terms i'm using of course and this uh, this um production of gas this bloating causes the body to nearly double in size as i said earlier and uh the reactions with sulfur based compounds that a different bacteria uh tend to release causes further discolor- uh, decolorization of the skin and here different microorganisms I really can't speak, can I? Here, different <laughs> microorganisms. It's better than using asphyxiation. S S S. I I don't say some words because I know I'm going to mispronounce them. <laughs> It's fine. So here, different microorganisms present uh, present on the body and within the body, of course, begin to emit really, really awful odors and. This smell, like I said, is super potent and tends to cling onto any and every surface. Several crime scenes are known that, that like there's a dead body that's been left in its house, uh, left in the confines of the house or whatever. Um, the the specialists and the investigators they constantly comment about like the putrid smell that's clinging onto all the surfaces, and it clings onto your clothes as well. If uh, but only in the case of when the body has been there for very very long, so as in like the body's been left for like weeks, right? because then in that case the putrefaction putrefaction and decomposition have been just left to just run amok 
and within confined houses in like relatively warmer temperatures that is fully just amplified and it just is far more intense and much more rapid and much more like um well putrid really is the only word to use here and several like um there's a job for like crime scene cleaning of course right because specific chemicals people shouldn't be allowed to touch and all that right and yeah. it's hard to get out with just ordinary bleach and a lot of times they also say that it's you literally will have like this permanent scent of like death on like couch and like wood and that's why a lot of times they have to burn furniture because of the scent so it's a very strong scent it's probably one of the most like like um clingy scents if that makes sense and um that's why the stage is uh very stimulating to the senses it's the only word i can use so now stage three is the decomposition stage now in this case i mean active decay and in active mm-hmm. decay the body's soft tissues begin to decompose and the muscles and organs and skin all that they just kind of essentially liquefy if that makes it just becomes like putty putty like just mush so then uh, after that happens only the cartilage bone hair nails and stuff like that remains as byproducts and then finally in stage 4 skeletonization happens and in this case the bones are left like i said the sca- the cartilage the hair the nails and stuff like that uh, remains and either animals like scavengers will end up like, ingesting the bones or the bones will end up being fossilized which will later be uncovered by some sad traveler who a- ended up like stumbling across it and as for like a general idea for how the what do you say um over time the stages of decomposition go um with from 24 to 72 hours yeah 24 to 72 hours is when the bloating and the initial stages autolysis and stuff like that happens within a week mm-hmm. you have the soft tissue and all that um liquefying and then several weeks later is when the hair and the nails tend to fall off and then a few months later the body just fully just is like decimated so yeah there we have it stages of decomposition have you um heard of i i forgot the exact term for it but uh, it's this practice in i think buddhism if i am not wrong mm-hmm. basically what these people do is um they slowly wean themselves of any food nutrition water like it's not like hey what i i had like 50 rotis today i'm just going to go ahead have nothing ever again um you like slowly reduce yeah. reduce reduce your intake until you're having absolutely nothing but air because of this your body is so severely dehydrated and you have almost no fat in your body so those two are pretty important for decomposition mm-hmm. um the body is almost perfectly preserved yeah yeah exactly so i that's it's so fascinating like you just be there whether it's like 30 years 100 years it's damn Exactly. So a lot of times in um mountains, right? You'll see you I'm sure most people have like seen these images of like um very like yellow like tinted like body that's like in this fetal position found in the mountains. And of course like the positioning and all that like of course that makes sense. But like the body is like very like um what do you say? well preserved and like very thin, right? And especially mm-hmm. like in the case of like, you know, mountaineers and stuff like that found in the mountains and because a lot of factors can also help in preserving your body but all that does is like it kind of hinders the the things that 
withered the body away. So in stages like um, active decay, that's not going to happen as rapidly. There's not going to be a lot of bloating in that way. Um, mm-hmm. Or like the bloating will be halted. The enzymes will be too like it'll be the environment will be too cold for the enzymes to actually react. Then um, yeah, and like I said, cold temperatures will prevent the body from like um, moving a lot and stuff like that. And of course, in the mountains especially, like you won't have a lot of animals as well to do that. So the body's relatively well preserved from different factors that can increase and like accelerate the process of decomposition. So yeah, and in the case of like Buddhism, it's very fascinating, really, on how they have. I don't know the full concept behind it. Who knows? We might even do like a whole like episode on it. But like, it's very interesting. I've, I've heard about it and how like the bodies are very like well preserved just from yeah meditation and fasting. Twenty four mummifications that have been found today. Yeah, and I found the term for it, but I do not want to mispronounce it, so I lost the need to like. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. So yeah, this episode's been about stinky ass deaths. R.I.P. That, hey, I'm done. That was in such poor taste. That was in such poor taste. <laughs> I know, I know, it was horrible. I I regretted it the second I did it, but then you had to commit. I don't think a lot like, of people it. make it. Yeah, I already started. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, a lot of people don't make it like this far in so if you did congratulations if you did that was in poor taste i am sorry future employer i didn't mean it it's just i am sleepy (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) yeah Um, which i won't be on the job but she's very active she's very hardworking. yes she will not talk about stinky ass deaths and talk about somebody named candace which you should very much ask us who is candace (laughs) Just yeah, like if you don't know Candace, just ask us personally. We will, we will let you know. In yeah. fact, like I will respond within ten minutes. Just, just send a DM. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you who Candace is. If you've made it this far, ask us who is Candace. We'd love to tell you. Yeah, we've got the humor of a twelve-year-old boy. You know. No, this this is elite. I disagree with you. It is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Okay, no, Suniti, so you mentioned, like, stages of death and everything. Yes. And, like, uh, remember how I mentioned half the reason the mummification happens is because of, like, dehydration? Do you think, like, when they were weaning themselves off water, they believed the water was, like, wet or not? Uh, Given what we know about our assholes when it comes to death...